Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We're talking now. I'm going right in. We're talking about the secret place. I ain't got time to do the, the, the uh, what's it called? The recap. I got to go right in. We're doing the secret place. The secret place. The place where you already know. The place where you already know. Somebody say, you already know. That's what we're doing today. You already know part three. You already know. You already know. Oh, let's get right into it. <laughs> Visitors, yeah, I don't know how to tell them how crazy I am without them leaving early. Um, What'd you say? You already know. (laughs) Woo! All right. They said, I will not be silent. I will always worship you. Perfect song. Because the first scripture is, for we are not ashamed. I said, the first scripture is, for we are not ashamed. Of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. Somebody say faith to faith. Right. And from glory to glory, another one says, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. We are not ashamed. We are not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ is Jesus came and shed his blood that I might be free. Free from what? Oh, man, I was a liar. Man, I was a thief. I was, man, I was an adulterer. Man, I was a fornicator. Man, I was a... See, that's the part we get ashamed of. But you're only ashamed of it if you're not free from it. And you're only ashamed of it if you're not new. If you're new, you'll look back like, what was I ever doing in the... Okay, all five of you new people, I need you to make some noise. You look back at your old self like, what was I even thinking? It's like an old prom picture. What was I wearing? Why did I date her? Why did I have that cummerbund? What's that in her hair? You look back at an old prom picture from 10 years ago, you're like, I actually thought that was cute. That's how we should be about our old lifestyle. Quiet on this side. I actually thought the way I was acting and living was cute. I actually thought sleeping around and y'all not with me yet. Let me just. That's how we should be about our old selves. If in fact it is our old. Selves. And there's nothing wrong with being in process. The whole thing this year is as we go. There's nothing wrong with being in process because guess what? We all are. Okay, just because someone is a step ahead of you does not mean they have reached their destination. The Bible says, he that has begun a good work shall continue to perform it until the day he returns. So God is going to be working on all of us until he comes back. So I don't care if an old church mother act like she got it all together. She ain't got it all together. I don't care if the bishop looks like he's flawless. He got flaws. It's quiet. Let me calm down. We all are in the process of salvation. Paul, who saw Jesus as light, knocked him off his horse when he was about to die, said, I I, I mean, I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. He, of all people, should have known for sure he was saved and going to heaven. 
He should have known for sure. I know I made it. He wasn't even that confident. He was like, I tried my best. That's Paul. We read all his scriptures, yo. For I reckon that the suffering. We read all Paul's scriptures and he still said, I mean, I tried. I fought a good fight. So it's okay to be in process, but at least progress. It's quiet today. What's wrong? Okay, let me stay over here with my... At least progress. I'm not there yet, but I'm headed there. You're not allowed to recline in your seat and say, no, I ain't there yet. And keep eating chips and, and, and bacon. I don't know what else to mention. You, don't, you cannot afford the luxury to recline and say, no, I ain't there yet. But uh, No, you got to keep pressing towards the mark. We don't want perfection at live, but we do want a press at live. You don't have to be perfect, but I need you to have a press toward the mark. Look at your neighbor and say, at least press. Look at the other one on the other side and say, at least press. Press means there's resistance. Press means it's not always easy. Press means it's not always convenient. Press means it's not always fun. Press means I don't always like it, but I still press. Most of us, once resistance comes, we stop. We have no press in us. We got to go in us, we'll go, but as soon as resistance comes, we stop. I need us to have a press. I need, the, I need the goal of God to be worth the press. All right, never mind. Let me, let me, let me, okay, so anyway. So we're not ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I tell my stuff all, almost every service I've been telling my stuff. We're, we're not ashamed because when you're over it, when you have authority over it, it doesn't mean, hold on, uh-oh. It doesn't mean you're no longer tempted with it. Some of us wait till the thought doesn't come anymore. You're going to be waiting until the day of your grave. You're still going to have the thoughts. You're still going to have the feelings. But you know you got authority when you have a different response to the thoughts. And a different response to the feelings. Who am I? Is anybody? Are y'all with me this morning? Has anybody? Does anybody have a different response to the same temptations? We think because we have the same temptations, we're not yet free. If I got the same thought after I cried in church, I'm not delivered because the thought came back. So you're supposed to battle in your mind, but you're supposed to win in your heart. Good God. I... <laughs> Did y'all hear what I just said? The battle is in the mind. That's fine. It doesn't mean you're a backslider. It doesn't mean you're not really saved. It doesn't mean you don't have the Holy Spirit. You're going to have the craziest thoughts in your mind. But as long as you think those crazy thoughts are you, you will perform it. They're not you. It's a suggestion from hell. Let me get into this. I'm not ashamed. Somebody say, I'm not ashamed. It's the best thing that ever happened to me to be free from sin. Best thing that ever happened to me to be saved from hell. Best thing that ever happened to me is for me to be right with God. That's what it means for the just. The just shall live by faith. The just, just here means right. It means correct. Uh, Wednesday I said it means just to be justified means just if I'd never done it. God views me justified, never done it. I like that. For justified, it's kind of cute, it's kind of cool, it's kind of easy to remember. To be justified means that God views me just if I had never done it. Look at somebody and say, who, who, who me, what, who, what, who, me, I, what, I ain't do what, I ain't do nothing. 
I, I, I didn't do nothing. To just means right. Just means right. It means correct. It means lawful or fair. Mm. Just means fair. Fair. So people try to count you out from the blessings of God. That ain't fair. She, God makes you makes it fair through the blood of Jesus. See, see, see. Ty doesn't deserve X, Y, Z because his sins, you know, the enemy is the accuser of the brother. Because of this, that, and the other, Ty don't deserve that, God. God says, I'm just. I'm going to make it fair because I'm going to view him through my son, good God Almighty. When you consider Jesus, it's fair. All that suffering, what you mean he can't be blessed? All them stripes, what you mean they can't be healed? It's fair. Somebody scream, he's just. It's fair. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive it. So not only is he faithful, but it's fair for him to forgive your sins because of Jesus. Missing it. The gospel makes blessings fair. The gospel makes your, you eligible for blessings. You can have joy, rightfully so, because of the suffering of Jesus. You can have peace, rightfully so, because of the crown of thorns he wore. You can have healing, rightfully so. Look at your neighbor and say, it's fair. Now let's be fair. Now let's be fair. Let's be fair, Liv. Go ahead and be blessed. Jesus ain't going through all that for you to sit up here and live the same way. Be fair. Y'all quiet. It's not fair for you to stay the same after all that suffering. It's not fair for you to stay in poverty after all the suffering. Look at your neighbor and say, let's be fair. Go to the next level. He died for that. Be blessed. He died for that. Walk in favor. He died for that. Be fair. Don't make Jesus go through all that and you be the same. That ain't fair. Be blessed. Be healed. Be delivered. He didn't go through all that for you to stay bound. That ain't fair. Let's be fair. Be free. Freedom is fair. Because he died for that. Man, this is a good point. I don't know if y'all getting it. All right. I know I'm from a Pentecostal church. All they do is scream and shout. They don't even listen to the preacher. Sometimes I like that. So I'm going to try it again. And y'all just act like y'all my old school church. Just keep screaming. Don't even listen to me, all right? He died for that. Be fair. He died for your healing. Be fair. He, wait, listen. Wait, wait, wait. Y'all play way too much be fair though you don't own you don't have the right it's not fair it's not correct for you to remain in the same mindset after the blood yeah it's not reasonable it's not fair it does not make sense heaven is scratching his head when you still bound hey, I went to the Mercedes dealership and paid for a car for you and you're still walking it's just Why not receive what I paid for? Y'all quiet. How are you homeless and I bought you a house? Heaven is scratching his head that you're still in bondage after God paid for your freedom. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, I feel like running. 
I said where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. How could you stay confused and I paid for your peace? How, how could you stay stressed and I paid for your peace? That's not fair. One more time, look at your neighbor and say, man, be fair. Okay, let me keep moving. Let me keep moving. So the just shall live by faith. The ones who have been cleared by God, right? He's the only one that can say yay or nay. He's the only one that can say you can have it or you can't. God has cleared us through his son's precious blood, Jesus Christ. So now it's fair. Blessings are fair. Oh, peace is fair. Oh my God, joy is fair. Love is fair. Provision is fair. Provision is fair. Get your bag. Provision is fair. Okay. Get your bag. <laughs> it's fair. We live by faith. Faith is not, uh, as R.C. Sproul says, and I'll be quoting a lot from him today, it's not a leap into the darkness. It's not like, I don't know, but I'm going to try. No, that's called credulity. Credulity. It's senseless, it's, 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 it's a senseless belief without any accurate uh, uh, evidence or explanation. Credulity is when you just jump into a thing blindly and not really understand it or have all the pieces together. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So faith is not senseless or unreasonable. Faith is intelligible and reasonable. It makes sense. Because there are so many stories, there are so many testimonies, there's so much proof that God is real and his way works. God is real and his way works. I'm going to say it again. God is real and his way works. He has proven it time after time after time after time that number one, he's real and number two, his way. Is anybody a witness that God is first real? Does anybody know God is real? That's all I'm asking you. Now, number two, does anybody know that his way works? So me believing that by faith is not credulity. It's not, it's not senseless. It's not without thinking. It's reasonable and it makes sense. It's intelligent. Too many stories in the Bible. Too many stories on your row. Too many stories in your life. It's too many witnesses for us not to believe God isn't real. Or that his way works. It's too many witnesses. Hmm. But the problem with our faith is what we call the noetic effect of sin. <laughs> the noetic effects of sin. The noetic effects of sin is to say that when Adam first took that bite, he damaged the thinking of every human being from then on. So now we're born in his thought process, which is called sin. We're now born in sin. We have more sinful suggestions than godly suggestions. Which is why kids lie at two years old. And the parents never lie to them. Oh, we going to talk this morning. Ooh, how could you lie never experiencing lying? You're born in the lower nature. You're born in the lower... So what happened, the noetic effects of sin, is that he damaged the thinking of every human being thereafter. And it continues to happen every time you sin today. We get a little bit 
lower in our thinking unless we repent and get back up. You understand what I'm saying? But every time we sin, we get a little bit further from the higher level we could be living on. And the more we sin, we get a little lower than we, we could be living on this level, but we choose this level because it feels good. And my boyfriend and my girlfriend, it all feels, and we get a little lower and then we just stay on this level where we should be living. So we look at everybody that's up there and we're jealous. We, cho we chose the lower road. They chose God's way and we're jealous. And I know y'all think I'm talking about people on your row, but I'm talking about Cain and Abel. Good God Almighty. Woo! So, so the first level, the first generation disobeyed. The second generation murdered. Look how quickly that, that escalated quickly. We done skip fornication. We done skip lying. We done, look, look at the effects of sin. The first generation disobeyed because I wanted to be as God. The second generation murdered. They just cut to the chase. Look at the progression of sin. Just because it's not that bad from the first bite. Does not mean it will not progress to death. For the wages of sin. The wages of sin. That's the progression. So the further we are. Away from God, it says that the natural mind is hostile against the ways and the things of God. In our natural state, we're saved this morning, should be, or in the process of salvation. But in our natural mind, before salvation, before your regenerated state, before you renewed your mind, which you got to do every day. Every day. Every day. Yeah, and I ain't even talking about just in the morning, sometimes several times a day. Because you can renew your mind in the morning and get to work like, oh, God, I renew it again in Jesus' name because I almost did something that I said I couldn't do this morning. <laughs> Let me go ahead and renew it again in a second. <laughs> That's why the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Ing means continual. Renewing, I'm still renewing, I'm still renewing, I'm at work and I'm renewing, I'm at lunch and I'm renewing and I'm, at, I'm about to clock out and I'm renewing, I'm about to go home with these kids and I'm renewing and I'm about to go home to my spouse and my family, I'm renewing and I'm about to, yeah, that's why he said, because of this noetic effect of sin on the mind, 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 on the mind. He says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And he tells us to love the Lord thy God with all your strength, all your heart, all your soul, and with all of your mind. Whoa, that's a big one. Love the Lord with all of your mind. I said it Wednesday night, we don't even think of love in the intellectual sense. We don't think of love as something you, you, you think about. Uh, we said it Wednesday that we, we speak of love very casually, in the casual tense, as I fell in love. Man. Yeah, I fell in love. Not I jumped in love. Not I saw it, I thought about it, and I chose it. No, I fell in love. How did I get? Like, a, like an accident. Yeah, we get, we get married. I fell in love. Yeah. September. We talking about September. We talking about... We speak of love in that tense, of falling in it, like it's never our intent. That's the pride of our culture, though. 
And the, the fact of the matter is, if you don't choose to love somebody, you don't love them. You just like how you feel in their presence. You like what they give you. Y'all quiet, man. Real love is a choice. Real love is really thought out. It's, it's, it's real love is something you think about and choose. It's not, ooh, the goosebumps. And oh my God, when she touches me. And oh, when he's around and pulls me in his arms. Those are all uh, dopamines and endorphins. That's what I was trying to explain to you a couple of weeks ago. That's serotonin. That's not love. But we fall for the chemical release. And we end up in relationships that we're upset in. Where now you're violent. Now y'all fighting. Now you're... Because <laughs> you didn't choose to love them. You just kept the endorphins and dopamine going. Come out your chemicals and choose. Oh, that's a quote for you. Look at your neighbor and say, come out your chemicals and choose. <laughs> We're making too many chemical choices. Y'all quiet for something. We're making too many choices based on our chemicals and every relationship is dysfunctional. From a spouse to a boo to a friend. And nobody is truly loved because none of your friends choose to love you. So they love you because you always gave them a ride to the mall. Now your car's in the shop and you don't get a call from them. Y'all quiet. Because they never loved you. It's a sad thing to realize you were never really to be loved. To be loved. Oh, what a feeling. To be loved. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the middle, in the middle, in the middle. Thank you. Up top, one for you. Thank you. I wish I was loved for real. I wish somebody chose to love me. That means when I'm up, when I'm up, you with me. It means when I'm down, you still with me. When I'm healthy, you're with me. When I'm sick, you still with me. When I can do something for you, you're with me. When I can't do nothing for you, you're still with me. Ask your neighbor, do you really, really, really love me? Now look back at him and say, you already know. You already know. Stop playing. Ho! But we all want to be, ha! Loved by choice. Because as long as we're loved by performance, we got to keep the performance up every time we're around you. And then we grow depressed because we know that's not the real us. But I know we got to be this person to keep you in my life. And some of us marry others' performances. We don't marry people, we marry performances. And when the show is over, you three years in. Tell your neighbor, marry the person, not the performance. Tell your neighbor, hang with the person, not the performance. Now encourage your friend next to you and say, you ain't got to perform for me. I love you just the way you are. I ain't got no witnesses. Y'all ain't even hugging your neighbor. You're not giving them a pound. You're not giving them a high five. I said, make contact with somebody and say, you ain't got to perform for me, Samuel. I love you just 
though God Almighty, just the way you are. If I can love me with all my craziness, I'll love my neighbor as my. I know I'm loud. It's going to be like that most of the sermon. You still view yourself as lovable after all your craziness. Not after, during all your craziness. You still view yourself as lovable. How come nobody else can get that grace? Soon as somebody do something off or wrong or say the wrong thing, why would you say that? No, I, I, meant, I meant to say, we're going to go. I didn't mean to say, well, you, but why would you, why would you even say that? No, no, I, I wasn't saying that. I was trying to get my, no, because we ain't got no mercy. No grace. They trying to back out. I'm sorry. I didn't mean it that way. But you said it. But you said it. But you said it, though. But you said it. But you said it. <laughs> ain't that how they do it? But you said it. But you said it. You won't even hear a repented heart. But you want everybody to hear you clearly say you're sorry. I said I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry. I said I'm sorry what? Ain't it true? Because we don't really love people, man. We don't choose to love people. Like we love ourselves. We give ourselves time after time, chance after chance. We don't give people that. Now, don't go getting abused. Now, they punched me in my face six times when Pastor said, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. Getteth out if the houseeth. If they beat you six times in a night. Ain't that much godly love in the world. Be out. Don't be abused. But learn to love people for real. So faith is intelligible. It's intellectual. Love God with all of your mind. But because of the noetic effect, our minds are greatly damaged. So now we're all on the journey to loving God more and increasing our love for him in our minds. In our minds. In our hearts or in our soulless realm, I'm sure the love of God is kind of established. Like, man... I, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right? The wrath of God. Here we go. I wish the scriptures. Oh, yeah, it is. The wrath of God being revealed from heaven. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth. Everybody say suppress the truth. One more time. Say suppress the truth. In other words, you know God is real. I ain't got my pad today, but I'll do it next time. In your heart, you, you know God is real, but you suppress the truth. Who would suppress the truth? What suppresses it? Oh, wickedness of people. So because we'd rather be wicked than holy in our natural man, we suppress the truth we know. Quickly. You quickly suppress it. Okay, it's quiet early. I'm sorry about that, guys. Most of us do not have a problem with the existence of God. To know God, <clears throat> to know God means to have a, a cognitive, cognitive, a cognitive, man, braces is killing me, man, awareness of. So do you know Queen Elizabeth, Ty? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm 
I'm aware that she exists. But do I know her in my relationship? No. But am I aware of her existence? Yes. God is saying everyone has the cognitive knowledge of him. Everybody knows that he exists. Whether you're close to him, whether you ever talked to him, whether you ever heard him or not, you know he exists. To say that, do you know Queen Elizabeth? Nah, I don't know who you're talking about. That's like disrespectful, dishonorable, and a lie. Because I do know she exists, though I don't know her personally. Are you understanding that? But God is saying, when you know I exist, something in you automatically clicks a search for more. Because I made all of you with a void in your soul that only I can fill. Okay, let's talk about this. I love it, I love it, I love it. The wrath of God is against the wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Since what may be known about God is plain. It's plain to them. Because God has made it plain. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen. Everybody say it's clear. Being understood from what has been made so that people are without excuse. Whoa! So I can see by what God has created that there is a God. There's a greater existence. People call it the universe. That's like the highest thought deity that they can come up with, especially in celebrityism and, and for people who are astrologers. It's just the universe makes it. The universe don't make it. Mm -mm, mm -mm. We rather celebrate the things God made. Who made the universe? Universe, unit one. Verse means spoken, something spoken. So who spoke the universe into existence? How could you hear a song and believe nobody wrote it? Now, if you hear a verse, somebody wrote it. So if the universe exists, somebody spoke it. Uh-oh, y'all not with me today. <laughs> so in our natural man, our thing with God is not that he doesn't exist. We can understand that intellectually by the things that are made. But it's that in our natural man, we can't stand the God that we know exist it's a moral issue not an intellectual issue Woo! it's clear he made it clear to everybody everybody is without excuse well what if they grew up in Somalia and they don't have church it's clear clearly seen well, what if they're in Indonesia and they don't have preachers and pastors? And well, what if I was adopted and I had a hard time and I never knew my dad and I couldn't understand? Well, what if I was molested at a young age and I messed my mind up because I really couldn't understand? I was raped and I'm, all of these stories are heinous and I hate that it happened to anybody, but it does not give you an excuse. Nah, man. Because you know in a secret place that he's real. Everybody's without excuse. Well, I grew up in the hood, so you know what I'm saying? I wasn't really exposed to, like, God. The hood has skies. Whether it's cloudy or congested or, or filled with chemicals, chemical trails, it doesn't matter. You got a sky. The hood got trees.
So we're without excuse. But because of our corrupt mental condition, we have a hostile perception against the things of God. That by nature, we suppress whatever revelation God tries to give us. If God tries to reveal himself to you outside of church, we're just so, by nature, wicked that we suppress it. We can't even receive what God looks like because of the hostile nature of the carnal mind. He'll try to reveal himself to us and we'll suppress it and we'll, we'll just look for another. The next scripture says this. God made all men. <laughs> next scripture, thank you so much. God made man upright, but they have sought many inventions. God made man upright. He made you right. He made you ready to receive the knowledge of him. He made you ready to receive his love. But we seek out many inventions. We seek out so many ways to not live his way. That's why you got astrology. You got Scientology. You got all these other ways so that we won't accept his. We talked about even voodoo last week. People get into all type of magic and practices to try to reach for something spiritual all because you're suppressing what you know is... Oh, yeah, it's quiet. It's going to get quiet in a minute. I'm surprised y'all came back after last week, but since you're here, we'll go ahead and break it on down. We know it. The children's Bible, I love the children's Bible version. Next one, thank you so much. It says, one thing I've learned... God made people good, but people have found all kinds of ways to be bad. <laughs> Out of the mouths of babes. International Children's Bible still says, God made us good, but people, we ain't even talking about the devil. If I can get me together, the devil ain't got a vehicle. The devil don't have a host if I can get my mind together. Y'all quiet, man. We find all kinds of ways to be against the knowledge of God that we already know. Which is why people go so hard. Because sometimes it takes a lot. God told Peter, why, how long? Are you going to kick against the pricks? Or Paul, was it Saul? Paul. Paul, excuse me. Saul, he knocked him off his horse. And he said, yo, how long are you going to kick against the pricks? Now, the pricks was a little needle that the shepherd put on the end of a rod so that when the goat or the sheep or the herd got out of line, they'd just poke it real quick, like, boop, and they'll kick back while they walk. Like, <laughs> when, the, when the animal is stubborn, they got to get poked a lot. Because they refuse to get in line. Y'all not with me yet. So God told Saul, how long are you going to kick against my way? You know I'm trying to align you. You know I'm trying to keep you in line. How long are you going to be stubborn and kick against my will? What God was saying is, I didn't have to knock you off the high horse because you already knew. But you kept kicking against my way. Now I got to show up and knock you off your horse and blind you. But you already knew the whole time. Saul used to kill and arrest Christians. 
in the name of the temple. He was a Sadducee. So he was one of the religious leaders. So he represented the church killing Christians. But God was telling, Jesus actually was telling him, I was talking to you the whole, every time you killed somebody, you knew. Every time you arrested a believer, you knew. How long are you going to kick against my will? Liv, I want to ask you this morning. I know you feel trapped. Ain't nowhere else I could go. But sometimes he treat me right. I know you feel like you're, you can't go nowhere else. I know you feel like you ain't got no other choice. How long are you going to kick against what you know? It's true. We suppress it because he's cute. We suppress it because we get money. We suppress it because it feels good. We, but how long? Jacob, good God. Oh my. Jacob was left alone. Genesis 32. The Bible says there he wrestled an angel. Another translation said he wrestled God. He's wrestling God. He's wrestling God. God was like, man, who are you? I'm Jacob. No, you're not. You're Israel. I'm Jacob. No, you're not. You're Israel. I'm Jacob. I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a stealer. I'm ratchet. No, you're not. You are is. No, I'm not. I'm Jacob. No, you're not. You are. We are so stubborn. That it got to the point. God had to break his hip. Y'all. Sometimes God got to break something to get us to listen. God is like, they're not listening to me. You're wrestling against what I'm saying. Because you're so attached and married to your past. You're so married to your old ways. You refuse to listen to me calling you higher. You keep saying Jacob. I keep saying Israel. You keep saying ratchet. I keep saying righteous. You keep saying city girl. I keep saying woman of God. You keep... I... Somebody scream, how long... God is not trying to break you, but if he has to break you to build you, he'll do it. Because you all ready. This is going to be good. This happened in Moses' day. Look at this really quick. Really quick. Really quickly. Next scripture, we can go keep it moving. I'm going to try to keep it moving so I can be out in 10 minutes. Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. This is a new way. New way. God's way is a new way to our flesh. But we're not like Moses who put a veil over his face so that people couldn't see the glory even though it was this destined to fade. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds. So they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Ooh, 
It's so much. People in Moses' day, now this is the New Testament, Corinthians. So this new way that Moses even tried to introduce through the law, it was not received by the people because their minds were hardened. Another translation says, in the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. There's a close correlation between, correlation between the mind and the heart we'll talk about later this month. But don't harden. Don't be hostile against the things of God. You know when you start tightening up to protect the old you. Anytime you tighten up like that is to protect something that you already know. Needs to be exposed and released out of your system. So don't be like them who harden their hearts. The Bible says this, so for although they knew God, you can keep it moving in the next scripture. Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile. Man! It's so much. Their thinking became futile. And their foolish hearts, hearts were darkened. Although they claimed to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God to images. Wow. So they knew God. You're aware of him. I'm not saying you know him in a pardon of your sins. I'm not saying you have a relationship, but you are aware that a God exists. But because you didn't give him thanks or glorify him, mm, you become futile in your thinking. The more you don't acknowledge God, the more futile your thinking becomes. Another word for futile is useless as it pertains to God because we're all born with a purpose from God. So people can look real useful in the earth. They got 17 businesses. They, got, they started Amazon. They started Facebook. They seem useful in the earth. But as it pertains to God's purpose, it's useless. Steve Jobs was real useful while he was in the earth. He never acknowledged God or gave him glory, publicly anyway. So all his work, we're still enjoying, but he's not here, and only God knows where he is now. So don't become futile in your thinking. You, you get so strong, and, and we got to go so against God that we go hard in our craft. That's how people perfect their craft, and they, like, they look like robots when they dance. And they, I'm not talking about dancers, but I'm just... The people who come up with many inventions. Let's talk about that. Many ways to disobey God. They seem so strong. Their arguments seem so sure because they studied hard the ancient scrolls and anything but God. And you change the glory of God to the image of human beings. So now it's Santa Claus. So we can believe in another man that we've never seen. As long as it's not Jesus. Y'all, we can believe in a bunny rabbit that lays eggs, which we've never seen. As long as we don't celebrate the resurrection of Jesus. We put anything, I see, we got, never mind. We got shrines of Buddha in our houses and we, yep. We got statues and images and African masks. Yeah. All in our houses, as if these things don't carry spirits. You could, be, you could have an ornament in your house that someone has cast a spell over. 
Why not hang a scripture in your house? A scripture? See how we feel about that? <laughs> I'm not saying a picture of Jesus because that's vast too, what he looks like. But why not hang a scripture to remind yourself he'll keep in perfect peace whose mind is... Oh, this house has peace because we all thinking about him. Why you need an African mask? Why you need a Buddha shrine? Why you... Why? Any image except God. Think about it. And I'm talking to Christians. Failure to acknowledge him. Failure to acknowledge him and give him thanks to glorify him. Make him big. Glorify. Not just, yeah, I know he exists. Yeah, in my heart. Yeah, I go to church on Sundays. That's not glorifying. No, that's not glorifying. That's not just. That's not fair. He was put on display for you in an embarrassing way. Why don't you put him on display in a glorious way? Come on, man. Come on, man. It's clapping too light. Y'all clapping too light. Everybody's Facebook page, everybody's Instagram page, everybody's Twitter page should have some glory of God on it and not just your lashes, not just your eyebrows, not just your food. Where's his glory? How come nobody knows what he's done for you? Let me get out of here. Got a few more minutes. Thinking they're wise, they became fools. You know anybody who's not a Christian, but they have so much wisdom or knowledge to tell you? And they never mention God, they never mention the Holy Spirit, never mention Jesus. Or they always encourage you out like right parallel to him. And we love it because it's as strong as God. It's, just, it's like the same thing, but they think they're wise, but they become fools in the end. Let me keep moving. So as a result, God abandoned them. That's the worst judgment in the world. I'd rather get stabbed than for God to leave me. Come, 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 come here. Now, I'm going to try to go this way. You, you push against me. No, no, get in front of me. Stand directly in front of me. Thank you. I'm sorry. We didn't practice this, so my fault. <laughs> He abandoned them, not just because he wanted to leave them, but he abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desire. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth for a lie. So you're not deceived. You already know. But you choose the lie because the lie fits your lifestyle. The truth means, the truth equals change. The lie equals lifestyle. So because it agrees and lines up with the lifestyle that I enjoy, I choose a lie. We can't eat of the tree because we shall surely die. You won't surely die. Lie. God just don't want you to be smart. You're going to be just like him. And because she wanted, 
They wanted or desired to be whatever he was delighted with saying. They chose that. Eve was deceived. Adam was not, the Bible says. He chose the lie because it was more fun. He chose the lie because he enjoyed it more than serving God. You, you know something in you like, you shouldn't do that. Yes, you should. I'm going to go with the lie. I'm going to go this way. You push against me. Don't, don't, put, don't hurt me. Use both your hands. You can use both your hands. So, this is us with God. So he abandons us. I'm sick of fighting. Another translation says, so God left, gave them up. King James says he gave them up to their own vile affections. I know the song says God won't give up on us. Don't give up on God because he won't. He, he did. I love the song too. He sung it. It's going to air tomorrow, but matter of fact, make sure you watch it tomorrow. But he gave up. He, he gave up. Since you want to do that so bad and you fight my love so aggressively, I, I thank you. Thank you, Patrick. I release you to do what's so aggressively on your heart to do against my will. That's verse 25. And before I skip verse 26 and 27, I said, nah, it's the Bible. We got to talk about it. This, that is why God abandoned them to do their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex. Instead of indulging in sex, instead indulge in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with a woman, with women, burned with lust. That's that hostile nature against the way of God. For each other, men did shameful things with their other men. As a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserve. They suffered within themselves. So you can be living a lifestyle and you can look like you're enjoying it, but within yourselves you're suffering because you are ready. I'm about to leave. Stop suffering within yourself. Stop kicking against the prick. Be free, live. Be free, live. Be free, live. I'm not preaching against anybody. If the word is encouraging you or convicting you or pricking you, get in line. I got to talk about adultery. I got to talk about fornication. I got to talk about stuff I fell in. It's the word. It's not my opinion. And I know Orlando is like a, a hub for the homosexual community, and we love the homosexual community. We love the murder community. We love the criminals. Nobody is beyond the reach of God. That's why we love them. I'm no better than them because I did a different sin. The issue is, will we acknowledge God in that lifestyle 
Some people don't even believe it's not wrong or wrong. According to this scripture, this is a result of God leaving man. This is a result of people who don't have God at all in their existence. This is the lifestyle that they result to after God abandons them. According to the scripture, this is the mind, the corrupt mindset. This is the hostility against the ways of God. This is that noetic effect of sin that if God lets him go like this, they'll fall into these. This ain't the only thing. This is just first on the list. We love everybody. I hope y'all know that by now. But hold on, hold on, hold on. But everyone is accommodating to a certain community because of money. Because they know a certain community will rise up and shut you down. And listen, I'm saying what God says. I'm not judging anybody. I'm not calling you a sinner. You're going to hell. No, 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 no. If God can save any, anybody, he can save everybody. So according to scripture, according to scripture, and I'm not even staying on that long, and I'm not afraid to talk about anything, but that's not my point. Preachers like to go in on homosexuality and lesbianism. They like to go, hey, you wrong. You go, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, no. I want you to understand. I want you to try to recognize if you're on one of these lists, why am I hostile against the ways of God? If he says this is his way, even if I enjoy a lifestyle, I may have to change or he'll abandon and let me do me. That's what we call it. I'm doing me. Ooh, that's a scary thing. I wanted to walk light on that, but I want to walk with authority as well in the name of Jesus. So since... It says, since they, thought, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. You see that? He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. I'm done in five minutes. He let them do things that should never be done because they didn't acknowledge him where? In their mind. You didn't love God with all your mind. Did you think about God in that act? In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he'll say, nah, yeah, nah. He'll direct you. Did you acknowledge God? That's all. I'm not judging anybody. But did you acknowledge him in that act when you responded to the text? Been there, y'all. I ain't judging nobody. When you responded to the DM, did you acknowledge God? Because if not... You naturally suppress what you already know, and you'll keep going, and you'll hook up once, twice, three times a lady. And the further you indulge in that sin, according to the noetic effect, the further you go from hearing God. So now you're in sin. You're in a lifestyle because you suppressed it. Now you need to hear God for a business decision. (laughs) 
they suppressed his voice down to the a screaming ant. To the point now we need wisdom for something and we can't get it. So we run the church desperately because we have not honed our personal relationship. He let them do, let them do, let them do them. If God is real, why is all this murder? If God is real, why he let my little niece get raped? It's heinous. It's horrible. We're sensitive to it. But this is why. Somebody aggressively went against the whisper, the yell, the scream of God. Suppressed it because they desired in their wicked heart. Let me get out of here so people never come back to church. Hallelujah. Next verse, I'm done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness after God abandoned them, right? I want us to stay out of here. That's what I'm trying to say. This is what we're saved from, all right? We are not ashamed of the gospel. This is what the gospel saved us from, prayerfully. And this is what I want you to watch out for, because this is in the old man package. Everything I'm mentioning, I'm not saying you are sinning. You homosexuality. I'm not. This is in the old man package. And if you continue to live in the old man package, God will release you to do you, and it's the worst thing ever. Their lives became, because you grow in darkness. Gross darkness to people, full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Backstabbers, haters of God, insolent. That means just rude, boldly rude. It's a, it's a bold, aggressive rudeness. And you know it's rude, but you don't care. Proud. I don't even like saying I'm proud of stuff. Y'all know that. I'm so proud of you. I don't even want to say I'm something that God hates. Seven deadly sins. These things that God does hate. A proud look is number And culturally, we understand what you're saying when you say I'm proud. Culturally, we understand you're saying, wow, I share in your celebration. I share your excitement. I watched you since you were smaller, so I'm sharing the serotonin with you. Y'all don't know serotonin. I'm sorry. I share in your victory because we're intimately connected. So you're saying I'm sharing this win with you, but we say I'm proud. Where'd that come from? Mary never said, I'm proud of you, Jesus. Hurt your Jesus. Hurt your leads. Hurt your Jesus. <laughs> Mary never said she was proud of Jesus. Jesus never said he was proud of the disciples. Paul never said he was proud of the churches. But we just embrace that word and we become more of it. Dad, I want to think, oh, I'm so excited for you, my daughter. I love you. I celebrate you. You're amazing. That's what I say to my kids. I'm excited with you. I celebrate you. That's amazing. Good for you. I'm happy. Not, I'm proud of you. I'm not judging you. Say what you want to say, but I don't even like saying it because it's on this list. It's on several lists. <laughs> proud and boastful. You can't wait to get something new so you can post it. 
<laughs> Look at my new necklace. <laughs> Check out my new necklace. Where is it? You got all I see is bikini bottoms. I see bikini bottoms. Where's the necklace? I don't, I don't know. I got new braces. Where's the braces? I can't see the. <laughs> Do you know your back is turned? Where's the braces? <laughs> got new braces. Big reveal at 1 p.m. Like, just show us the. <laughs> I'm going live at 1 to show my new braces. Why you got bikini bottoms on? The... <laughs> they invent new ways of sinning. Look at this, man. I'm almost done, y'all. They invent new ways of sinning. And they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand. In other words, you have the capacity. You already know. But you refuse to understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. The Bible is hard. I don't get it. The preacher was up. I don't get it. It was too loud. I don't get it. The, the guy was jumping up. And, I don't get it. I don't know church. I don't get it. You refuse to understand. I was tired. Church is too early. He talked too fast. He too skinny. His pants is too ugly. I don't know why you're not listening. They break their promises. They are heartless and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. You know it. Yet you do them anyway. And worse, you encourage others. Encourage others to do them too. Whoa. I ain't got to break that down. If anything in you struggles with anything on that list, don't subdue what you know is true. Let God work on you. Are you hearing me? Let God work on you. My last scripture, we're going home. Going back to Moses. Even today when they read the writings, their hearts are covered with a veil, right? And they do not understand. Watch this. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, 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 whenever anybody in the list we just mentioned today, turns to the Lord. The veil is taken away. <laughs> I know, for God is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. Y'all not excited? I thought this would turn the momentum of the service. I said, whenever somebody turns to the Lord, anybody glad you made that turn? Let me preach it a little bit then. Let me let y'all get it. Is anybody glad you made that turn in the room? Anybody that turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The hostile heart is removed. The stubbornness is gone. And now you can receive the word of God. You can receive the spirit of God. For God is a spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So all of us who have had the veil removed, we can see. When I turn to God, the veil is removed. We can see and reflect. You can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord who is the Spirit makes us, know, makes us more and more like Him. There's a veil in front of some of our faces because of the hostility we've been postured against Him. And we can't even receive His revelation of who He is. Because we suppress it every time anything godly comes up, the natural man suppresses it. But when you make a choice to turn to God, 
the veil is removed. Most of us are waiting for the veil to be removed, and then we turn. That makes sense, right? I mean, take the veil off, and then I can turn. But what God is saying is when you turn first, the veil is removed because you already know. Thanks for listening to today's message. We pray you are blessed by God's word. If you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world, please visit livechurchorlando.com.